0: Bitter, short-sighted never-Trumpers harming America Those who refuse to vote for President Trump because they find his tweets and temperament off-putting are small-minded, myopic, self-indulgent traitors to America. They are indulging their antipathy for Trump at the expense of America's future. There is a loathsome campaign afoot by never-Trumpers, rhinos, and establishment Republicans, a.k.a. the D.C. Swamp, to bequeath to the next generation a country of far more oppression, far less liberty, far greater educational indoctrination, a darker economic future, and more threats, domestic and foreign. The traitorous machinations of these so-called Republicans are driven largely by their hostility toward Trump's responses to the relentless hostility of the leftist press. The New Hampshire Union Leader, a newspaper well-known for its attention to presidential elections and which endorsed libertarian Gary Johnson in the 2016 election, describes the unseemly efforts of the loose consortium of quizlings, and I quote it, leading members of the anti-Trump bloc believe they can be helpful to Biden by sharply attacking Trump on divisive and controversial topics that campaigns typically avoid, end quote. It's hard to imagine a political impulse on the part of Republicans in this lawless, morally disordered era more reprehensible than trying to be helpful to Biden, the titular head of the party of oppression and moral disorder. These quizzling groups include Republican Voters Against Trump, founding member, the embittered Never Trumper, Bill Kristol, right-side PAC, advisor Anthony Scaramucci, LOL, 43 alumni for Biden, formed by George W. Bush administration alumni, and the inaptly named Lincoln Project, whose members include nasty never-Trumper George Conway III, husband of President Trump's counselor Kellyanne Conway. Do the Lincoln Project anarchy supporters believe Abraham Lincoln would have favored the Democrat Party today? The party that has reverted to its racist past When it loves slavery and Jim Crow laws? I mean, the only difference now is instead of hating blacks, Democrats hate whites. Somehow, however, Democrats have managed to cling to their racist goal of opposing educational opportunities for blacks while still enjoying the support of blacks. Is a puzzlement. Would Lincoln support homosexuality, cross dressing, and the surgical mutilation of children? Would Lincoln support voting rights for illegal aliens? Would Lincoln, the man who spoke these words about the Civil War, help elect Biden, whose party is openly hostile to the Christian faith? And I quote Lincoln, Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills that it continue until all the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword, as was said 3,000 years ago, so still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Quote. In a patently obvious and silly effort to distract Americans from Biden's cognitive impairment, the Lincoln Project produced a video that says, quote, something's wrong with Donald Trump he's shaky, weak, trouble speaking, trouble walking, end quote. Their evidence is a photo of him climbing the steps of Air Force One with a tissue stuck to his shoe and a slowed down video clip of Trump walking carefully down a metal ramp. Hashtag roll. What about the countless examples of Biden unable to complete a sentence or retrieve a word? What about Biden's campaign, sequestering him in his basement for the entire campaign season in order to prevent the public from seeing how desperately Charlie McCarthy Biden needs all those Edgar Bergens? What about leftist New York Times columnist and Biden supporter Thomas Friedman publicly saying, and I quote, I worry about Joe Biden debating Donald Trump, end quote. Do all these GOP swampsters really think they can convince Republican voters that Trump is more impaired than Biden? These self-anointed, elitist, power-hungry swamp creatures must believe the deplorables are also idiots. If Biden wins, here is the likely future of America. Our children and grandchildren will be left penniless because Democrats will make them pay for free college, free health care, reparations, the Green New Deal, which is based on a web of lies, energy dependence, higher taxes, and more government regulation of business, the costs of which will be passed on to consumers. Our children and grandchildren, who care deeply about the unborn, will be forced to pay for their slaughter. Daniel Henninger of the Wall Street Journal recently said that the next president will have the opportunity to nominate at least one Supreme Court justice and that if Biden is the president, he will nominate someone to the left of Sonia Sotomayor. Biden and his commie puppeteers will extort suburbs into building low-income, multi-occupancy housing and expanding their downtown districts through the Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing Rule turning lovely, safe suburbs into the kind of blighted urban areas Democrats have long ruled. The Equality Act will pass, and the assault on speech rights and religious liberty will intensify. Christians will see oppression like we have never seen in America. Transcultists and their accomplices will continue, with more power and renewed vigor, their assault on free speech. Washington, D.C. will gain two U.S. Senate seats, thereby guaranteeing Democratic control of the Senate in perpetuity. Borders will be opened wide, and illegal immigrants will be granted the right to vote, thereby ensuring Democrats win every election. The Electoral College will be eliminated, thereby 1. transforming the Founding Fathers' Republic into the direct democracy they feared – and two, granting enormous power to leftist-dominated urban areas while silencing the voices of those who live in huge swaths of America. Unconstitutional religious tests for holding office, like those Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, Diane Feinstein, and Tricky Dick Durbin tried to impose on Trump appointees, will become increasingly common. Bail will be eliminated and prisons emptied, while police will be defunded, thereby making communities far more dangerous and unlivable, and not even suburbs will offer sanctuary to law-abiding citizens. School choice will become a long-lost pipe dream, and the America-hating racism profiteers and transcultists who self-identify as educators will have captive audiences in their Marxist minion-making machines known as public schools. Already powerful teachers' unions that support every far-leftist cause will grow even more powerful. A refusal to vote for Trump is a de facto vote for the party that supports the despicable, revolutionary, Marxist, Black Lives Matter organization that is explicitly committed to destroying the nuclear family and normalizing homosexuality and cross-sex passing. Biden has committed to forcing Little Sisters of the Poor and other religious institutions to provide medical insurance that guarantees free birth control, tubal ligation, and morning-after abortifacients. Never Trumpers, rhinos, and D.C. swamp creatures get their panties in a twist over Trump's boorish tweets apparently finding them more horrific than a Biden administration's eager support for human slaughter, the Tyrannical Equality Act, and a Supreme Court more radical than it's ever been. In contrast, Princeton University law professor and eloquent defender of human life and marriage, Robert George wrote this in December 2019, quote, if you believe, as evangelicals and Catholics believe, that abortion is the unjust killing of innocent and defenseless members of the human family, then it is nigh impossible to imagine circumstances under which one could support a politician who pledges to work night and day to deny unborn children any legal protection against the lethal violence now visited with impunity upon nearly a million of them each year." End quote. Author, historian, and Hoover Institution senior fellow, Victor Davis Hanson, pleads with Americans to vote for Trump, and I quote him, This election no longer is about Trump's tweeting. It has nothing to do anymore with the lockdown, the virus, or the economy. It's an existential question about whether you want civilization and you believe that America doesn't have to be perfect to be good and we are not going to destroy all that people died for? Or whether you feel America was inherently flawed with a cancer and we have to use radiation and chemotherapy and kill the host to kill the cancer? That's the choice we are looking at, and I'm going to vote for civilization. End quote. Me too. Refusing to vote for Trump is a pat on one's own back for being a better human than the riffraff who vote for the bad orange man and a signal that confers virtue on short-sightedness. It says that rejecting Trump in the short term is worth the long-term damage done to the unborn, religious liberty, speech rights, education, national security, the economy, and the financial future of the next generation. Voting for Trump is no more a vote for the man per se than voting for Biden is a vote for the cognitively impaired marionette befuddled Biden. We are voting for principles, policies, and proxies. And yes, not voting for Trump grows out of pettiness and constitutes a betrayal of America and our children.